Hey, what's up, guys? Ryan here. It is a early uh, Tuesday morning. Super excited to be here. So you guys probably know that one of my all-time favorite questions to ask students is why they want to carry a gun. I absolutely love hearing the crazy stories and just just the wild stuff that's happening that you frankly just don't see on TV or, or the news. So recently, I had a student in my class and I asked him why he wanted to carry a gun. Now, his name was Nick, and Nick had a very interesting kind of situation uh, happen to him that made him want to own a gun. So he said uh, the Saturday before, his brother had sent him a text message and said that his car had broken down at a local gas station. So Nick jumped in his car. He headed over there with some jumper cables to kind of help his brother, right? So when he arrived, you know, when you're jumping a car, you got to really pull up nose to nose. So he popped open the hood. Uh, him and his brother are standing at the front. His car door was open and his car is running because that's just the normal process of jumping somebody's car. So as they're like hooking everything up, all of a sudden, Nick's like, why is my car moving? Some scumbag jumped into Nick's vehicle uh, and just put it into reverse and drove away. I mean, how absolutely insane is that? So what is Nick legally allowed to do according to Florida concealed carry law? So let's ask ourselves the big questions. So question number one, how could this situation have been avoided? Now, I think personally, when I was listening to this story, I think Nick and his brother were distracted. I think they were focused on trying to, you know, jump the car and they weren't really paying attention to their surroundings. Uh, and they definitely weren't watching people that were around them. Like if it was me, I think I'm pretty good at this. I'd screw up sometimes, but I think I'm pretty good. I think I would have noticed this strange person kind of hanging around and waiting for an opportunity. Uh, but maybe not, you know, it's, it's always easy to look at it from the back end and think you're going to do a better job. But the reality is, uh, this wasn't a planned attack. This was opportunistic. Bad guys, just like the wolves, they're opportunistic hunters. They're out there, they're walking through a parking lot, and all of a sudden they see an elderly woman that is going to be an easy robbery victim, or they see an easy carjack victim, or whatever it is, right? Like, they don't always set out saying, I'm going to go rob somebody today. But when they're presented with an opportunity to commit a robbery, they're going to take it. So our goal as sheepdogs is to pay a lot more attention and we have to be more aware than the wolves are. Okay, so what level of force could actually be used? Now, I call this a high emotion moment. Uh, nobody is going to be happy about somebody stealing their vehicle. Uh, I think it's going to cause you to very quickly jump into the fight or flight kind of response. And I think it would be very, very easy to charge this, this bad guy in your car, to grab him, to try to attack him, whatever. And if you carry a firearm concealed, I think this could be a situation where massive, massive mistakes can easily be made. Because again, you're super high emotion. Uh, you're angry. You're upset. Some dude just jumped inside of your car and, and many people's first response is just pull out a gun and start waving it around. Uh, as we go through the rest of these big questions, you know, we're going to kind of determine 
whether the use of deadly force is justified or not. But um, I think it would be very easy to get emotional, lose control, end up shooting this guy, uh, and then end up going to prison for the rest of your life simply for a, a big, big mistake. So question number three, does this scenario fall under the Florida Castle Doctrine law? So this is from Florida Statute 776.013, subsection 4. It says a person who unlawfully and by force enters or attempts to enter a person's dwelling, residence, or occupied vehicle is presumed to be doing so with the intent to commit an unlawful act involving force or violence. So the first question we need to ask ourselves when we're trying to determine if this falls under the purview of the Castle Doctrine is, was the attacker entering or attempting to enter an occupied vehicle? And the answer is no. You know, this is something that a lot of people get very confused by. A lot of uninformed uh, Florida gun owners, they believe that if somebody is breaking into their car at night or stealing something out of their car, that they have a full legal right to just pull out a gun and shoot that person. Well, according to the law, don't have a right to use or threaten the use of deadly force to protect personal property unless it's in the commission of a forcible felony, which that's for a different episode. But, you know, the vehicle has to be occupied. Now, that doesn't mean occupied by the bad guy, right? Because obviously the bad guy's in the vehicle. It means like your 10-year-old son is in the back seat when a bad guy jumps in. So that is an occupied vehicle, and therefore the, we would have a right to use or threaten the use of deadly force. Uh, in my opinion, but because Nick and his brother were not in the car, there was nobody else in the vehicle. The vehicle is not occupied. So the answer to number question number one is no. Question two, is the attacker entering or attempting to enter unlawfully? Yeah, I, I think the answer is yes. So the thief does not have a legal right to enter Nick's vehicle. Is the attacker entering or attempting to enter by force? The answer is no. So remember, by force would mean the bad guy's breaking a window, picking a lock, uh, punching out the door lock, maybe even opening the door. But because the door was just wide open and this bad guy was able to just walk up, get in the car, and there was nothing like stopping him from doing that, in my opinion, that would not meet the requirements of a uh, entering by force. Okay, so based on the answers to these questions, the use of deadly force would not be justified under the Florida Castle Doctrine law. So the next question is, would, would the use of deadly force be legal according to the Florida Justified Use of Force statute? So I'm gonna read the Florida Justified Use of Force statute and then we're gonna kind of go over the question. So this is Florida Statute 776.012, subsection two. A person is justified in using or threatening to use deadly force if he or she reasonably believes that using or threatening to use such force is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to himself or herself or another, or to prevent the imminent commission of a forcible felony. A person who uses or threatens to use deadly force in accordance with the subsection does not have a duty to retreat and has the right to stand his or her ground. If the person using or threatening to use deadly force is not engaged in a criminal activity and is in a place where he or she has a right to be. Okay, so when we break down the Florida justified use of force, which is commonly referred to as the stand your ground law, 
there's five questions that we have to ask ourselves to determine if the use of deadly force is legal. So question number one, does Nick have a reasonable belief? And again, remember, reasonable belief must be applied objectively and subjectively. So Nick must truly believe his only option is to pull out a gun and shoot. But not only does Nick have to believe that, but a jury has to agree. So opinion, I don't think this situation, Nick's only option is to pull out a gun and shoot. So I think the answer to question number one is no. Is Nick in fear of the imminent commission of a forcible felony? Now there's 16 forcible felonies. The only one that I think applies to the situation would be carjacking. However, I don't think carjacking would really fit because Nick was outside of the vehicle when the thief jumped in. I think it would be different if Nick was sitting in the driver's seat and this bad guy, you know, ran up and put a gun to him, put a knife to him, or just grabbed, punched him, grabbed him, and drug him out of the car. I think that could be perceived as carjacking, but just running up to an empty car, jumping in, I, I think the answer is no. Is the use of deadly force reasonable? Uh, I think people will argue that, but I would say no. Is the use of deadly force necessary? Definitely, definitely not necessary. Is Nick in a place that he has a right to be? Yes. Uh, is Nick engaged in a criminal activity? To the best of my knowledge, no. So again, based on the answer to these questions, I don't think that the use or threatened use of deadly force would be justified in this situation. However, I also think that that could change uh, pretty rapidly, right? So you got some bad guy criminal in the driver's seat of your car, you confront them and you're like, hey bro, get the hell out of my car. Uh, you probably won't be as calm as that. And maybe the bad guy pulls out a gun. Maybe the bad guy pulls out a knife. I think that would definitely be a gun for sure. I'm going to shoot, right? A knife, maybe I would run and try to get some distance between me and the, me and the bad guy. Um, so this situation could change very, very rapidly. So where is the line in the sand? Remember, the line in the sand is the point at which you have no other option but to pull out your gun and shoot. Because remember, our goal is to avoid these situations as much as possible. Uh, but only if we're really backed into a corner do we pull out and shoot. So my line in the sand would be if one of my kids was inside of the car when this scumbag tried to steal it. Uh, or maybe if the thief threatened to shoot me or, or use a deadly weapon against me, like a knife, gun, whatever. Both of these situations, I would have no other option but to just pull out my firearm and use deadly force. So the final question is, what would you do? What would you do in this situation? Would you attack the thief? Would you like try to physically fight him? Would you grab him and try to pull him out of your vehicle? Uh, would you pull your gun and maybe try to hold the dude there at gunpoint? Or would you pull out your gun and just shoot? When you guys are putting gas, putting air in your tire, which I was doing yesterday, actually, uh, if you break down on the side of the road, are you aware of your surroundings? And are you aware of the people who are occupying your surroundings? So, um, yeah, leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think. I think this is an interesting story. So I asked Nick, uh, you know, obviously this situation happened. You're now taking a concealed carry class. And he took my uh, beginner's guide to firearms course too. And I said, if we could go back in time, Nick, what would you do during that 
exact same situation. You've got your gun now. What would you do? And Nick said, I would shoot him. In my opinion, and based on, you know, the big questions that we just answered, I don't think that would be legal. And I think that if Nick pulled out a gun and shot this guy, I think he would be in a tremendous amount of trouble. Uh, but anyway, so I am so excited, guys. So excited. Tiff and I just received notice that my brand new book, Florida Concealed Carry, Shoot or Don't Shoot, it is going to be arriving at our house this Thursday, uh, December 16th. So we are super excited. Tiff and I will be spending the entire day Thursday uh, packaging. We're going to autograph a bunch of them. Uh, we're going to be shipping them. I've also got a secret surprise that we're going to put inside of each package that I am super, super excited about. If you guys have not picked up a copy of my book, uh, Florida Conceal, uh, what is it called? Florida Concealed Carry, Shoot or Don't Shoot. I should probably know the name of my own books. You can visit www.floridashootordontshoot.com. You can pick up your copy today. I'll also put one in the uh, description of this podcast. Uh, make sure you guys act fast. I didn't, wasn't able to buy a lot of them. They're like super expensive because of inflation and shipping and all that stuff. So uh, we weren't able to get a lot of them this month, but I do have more coming. So if you get them today, if you get them soon, we can still get them shipped out for uh, for Christmas, which is going to be awesome. So thanks, guys, for listening. I really appreciate you. Make sure you review the podcast, share it with your friends and family. And until next time, stay safe.